2020 is here, whether you're ready or not. You know, uh, what better way to start the year than seeking God's will and saying, Lord, I want to I be on your bearing for life. I, I want to have you at the helm. I, I want to have your hands guiding the rudder or the wheel of my life. And, you know, I'm asked more about how to determine the will of God than just about any other question as a pastor. That's a, just a normal question that people ask. I, pastor, I, I'm trying to decide what to do, and, and I don't know for sure, and I just really want to know what God wants me to do. I'm going to ask you to join on a, an adventure, a challenge for 21 days with me. It starts tomorrow. It goes right along with this sermon series, and it's going to be 21 days of prayer and fasting, seeking out God each and every day, and we're going to have specific prayer requests for you. We're going to have specific missionaries to pray for, specific local churches to lift up. We're going to have ministries within our church each day, different leaders that you can pray for, and we're going to have prayer points for how you can pray for your family. We're going to have devotionals on a daily basis that if you'll sign up, we'll send it for 21 days, one email a day. If you don't sign up specifically for this, you're not going to receive it, though. And so uh, there's not a lot of times that I just go, please get your phone out. Uh, but I would encourage you to get your phone out. And for those who think that you're, you know, you're, you're pretending like you're filling out the outline, and I don't know that what you're actually doing is just scrolling through social media, I know See, I know when I'm on a point where you're supposed to fill in the blank. And so when you pretend all spiritual, I just have the Bible open right now, and you're really scrolling through your Instagram, I, I, I kind of know that. So this time, it's okay. Pull out your phone. I want to encourage you to sign up for this and join me. You know, what better way than to go into the new year and just say, wow, I, I want to know what God's will is for my life. And than to hear from him and to find in this something special. Now, fasting, I know some of you aren't sure about this just because I mentioned fasting. Well, there's, there's something powerful about fasting. It's, it's a, an ignored discipline in the Bible. It, it, it doesn't say if you fast. It says when you fast in the Bible. There's an assumption that we do. See, there are so many of the cravings of this world that just get my attention. They get your attention. And there's something about saying, okay, I'm not going to be controlled by my gut for a few moments here, and I'm just going to spend some time in prayer that God can do some powerful things through. Well, today, I want to, I want to kick it off with a foundational just principle of what we're going to talk about here. And here it is. Don't miss this. This is the bottom line. The decisions that you make today determine who you will become tomorrow. That is such a vital thing to understand. The decision you make right now, put a, a box, a control, or a lift that launches tomorrow who you'll be. And we know that in simple truth. But here's the thing. We, we often don't really dive deep enough and really dig down into that to think about it. See, when it, what I want to talk about today here is how you seek God's direction today will determine who you become tomorrow. 
and whether you'll become more and more and more of who he wants you to be or not. Now, is there anybody in the house that doesn't make bad decisions? I, I, I'm putting my hand down because I know, you know bad decisions aren't like at a certain age. You know, I, we make bad decisions when we're 19 and 29, 49, 79. Bad decisions are a part of life sometimes, and we're all facing major decisions on a regular basis. And here's the thing. I, I want to challenge you to make sure who is at the helm of making your decisions because if not careful, the who or the what that controls our decision process is really jacked up, and, and we don't think about it. You know, we, we just kind of haphazardly let it kind of happen, maybe a little bit like this. set out into a new year and we're like, I, I, I'm gonna, I want it to be a great year. I'm hoping for great things. And, and, and we don't think about who we just gave control of our life over to or what we gave control of our life over to. And then, it'll, and, man, it's a horrible year. Well, we got to look at the beginning where we place the control. You know, we're facing major decisions on an ongoing basis, no matter what our age is. And and it could be that you're at that stage of choosing what college you're going to go to. It could be that you're at a phase of saying, you know what, within my college, I need to narrow this down to a job that can actually make a living, and, you know, to possibly geographically, where do I want to live around the nation or in another country? What's that going to look like? It could be along the way, who am I going to date? And actually, let me just take a quick dad moment. For those in the house that are in that dating phase, I, I, just a real quick timeout of the sermon. You know, it's somewhat on point, but you guys need to hear this. You know, when, when it comes to dating, too often you're looking at the wrong things. I, I'm a dad. I have three kids, and we kind of look at it like an Instagram story. We're like, oh, oh, they're so cute. And we're like, dude, you need to cut bait and not fish from that water. Uh-uh. And they're like, oh, no. You know, he's just so cute. Oh, she's so just, Oh, this is great. Let, let me put this in perspective. Um, you know, this past week, I was so excited because I've always drove kind of junk trucks. Guys, some, maybe you know what I mean here. We, we, we get a nice one for the family, for a wife. We want them to be safe. We figure if it breaks down, I want me broke down, not her broke down, not my kids. And, and so I've always drove the kind of junker, high mileage, old truck. Not that I'm bitter or anything, um, but uh, you know, manual locks and windows and kind of uncomfortable seat and cracked windshield. I, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I was really stoked because I found the truck and we had saved and I, we were making a good decision. We were prepared and it was a 2018 with only 16,000 miles on it down in Florida at this price. It was just awesome. And I called and I talked to him and I asked the right questions and I'm digging and I am so ready for this. I, I believe it. I bought a plane ticket just a week ago, I bought the plane ticket to fly down there to drive it back. I, mean, I had the cashier's check for the exact amount from the bank. This was a done deal. Until I had a friend say, hey, have you checked the VIN? Well, no, not. I mean, well, just the quick one online. He says, let me check it. He's in the car dealership. And I said, okay. 
sent it to him, and he sends back this of things that have been done to it because it had been in a horrible accident. And, and so I'm like, okay, maybe it's been fixed well. And it's, after all, only 16,000 miles. So I, I get a hold of a mechanic down there, and I hire him to go look at the car for me. And, and he told me it looks really good from a distance. And my bubble burst. You know, I was disappointed to not bring that truck home. I already had insurance on it even. <laughs> insurance on a truck I didn't own. Um, but think how disappointed I would have been if I took that truck home. Now, for those who are dating, do you, do you hear my message? You need to have something deeper than the pictures. And it better have some good bones behind it. It ought to have some integrity, some character. Because you're going to be really disappointed what you bring home if you don't look deeper. Uh, okay, dad hat off, back to the sermon, God's will. You might be making a decision on who to marry. Do you see kind of the flow? Because who you date actually can land you in something long term that you may regret and you may be excited about. And I want to cheer you on. By the way, my daughters are dating a couple of great guys, and that was not a smack at them. They're great guys. I like them. So, hey, just in case the guys are listening, I want them to know that. And it could be there's so many things in life that we have to think through. And it could be your career. It could be your parents that are aging. It could be your health. It could be your finances, your retirement. Here's the thing. We're like a Netflix, Hulu generation. You go, what? You know what happens when you start scrolling through Netflix? It's like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of options. And I'm like, which one do I watch? And, and, and I don't really know for sure. And so one or two things happen. You either become indecisive and don't make a decision at all because you're afraid of making the wrong decision, which happens all the time with people on big decisions that are real important, or you become kind of whimsical about it, and it doesn't really matter. Oh, I'll just watch this. It doesn't matter. I'll, have, I'll watch something else if this isn't good. Now, apply that to buying a house or to a career or an occupation or to a spouse who you're going to live with. That gets kind of dangerous, guys. We need God's direction. And so that's what we're, we're talking about. And I want to ask you to think about what does God really care about? I mean, what does he really care about? Because that ought to determine something in my decision process and yours. See, God cares about who before do. I know that sounds like Dr. Seuss, but you know, he cares about who before do. And it's just not as simple of, I, I, see, I want to know, God, here's my situation. Do I choose A or B? And he's like, whoa, 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 back the truck up. Hey, no, 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 I mean, A or B, I, I want to know, which, what do I decide? And he wants me to ask a deeper question. He's like, Barry, it's who you are that matters most, not, not what you're doing in this one situation. See, what does God want me to do is the surface level question. What, what does he want me to do? That's so surfacey. If you study the Bible, if you get into God's word, look at the life of Jesus Guess what he doesn't talk about? Career options. What do we focus on and talk about and consume ourselves with career options? You know what he does talk about? Calling and character. See, that's what we need to start looking into a little deeper. Always, it's always going to be who before the do. And then there's a lot of freedom in what you do. Now, let me just take it deeper to help you understand. It's 
Who does God want Barry? Who does God want Wade? Who does God want you to become? You know, God has called us to be holy as he is holy. He wants you to be holy, to be set apart is what that means in the Greek, to be fully his, to be different from the world. And yet we so focus on, well, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? He wants you to be holy. That's a deeper question that comes before this, this job question because you can do just about any job and be who he wants you to be. But sometimes we miss this. The, the who must then determine who I'm going to be if I figure this all out. Who does God want me to become? That is going to determine more of my bearing in life than anything else. See, if I just say, what am I supposed to do in this situation? That's a this or that one decision. If I go backwards and I say, I want to, who am I supposed to be? Who am I supposed to become? That determines thousands of questions. Do you see why God wants to, to take it deeper? We, we, we want to focus on the single surface, and he goes, no, I want to go all the way back here to what matters most. Let me give you an example of this. Most of you would probably agree that I'm doing what God has called me to do. God called me years ago to be a preacher, the last thing I ever wanted to be. I'm like, no way, never will I be. I was asked, no, I'm not going to do that, and yet... I know that's what God has called me to do in life. Now, that's important. It's a good thing. It's valuable. I, I know that lives are being changed. But when it comes to who am I supposed to be, that's like third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, way down the road. That's not, that's not even near the top. See, see, I'm called to be holy first. Holy God's. I'm called to love him with all my heart. First, I'm, I'm called to be a child of God. I, I'm called to be a, a godly husband. I, I'm called to be a, a father who cares for his kids and raises them up in a godly manner. I'm called to be a trusted friend. I'm called to be a person of integrity. All before I'm called to do what you guys see. Hey, let's just make it real simple. I could come in here and preach the best sermon of my life. I could hit every single point. I, I, I could come up with the most creative challenges. I, I could get emotional and passionate. I, and you might be shedding tears over it and be just, oh, that was so good. Yet if I go home and I don't love my wife and I don't love my kids and, and I'm not a man of integrity and if I'm not a man of my word, it doesn't matter what I did up here. The who must come before the do. Please let that soak in. God's primary will for you is deeper than what you might think. The simple application, you might be a doctor. You, you might be a student. You might be a teacher. You might be, there, there are so many things you might be right now. And, and here's the thing, as a job, please understand who you are before your job who you are during your job, who you are after your job matters more than the job. You can stock shelves to the glory of God. You can, you can do whatever you want for the glory of God. It, it matters what you do for him when it comes to the essence of who you are more than the job that you do. So who before do? Now, God's will is always why before what? 
God's will is always why before what? Because motives matter. The, the why you do, what you do matters. Uh, let me just give you some simple scriptural principles. Like Proverbs 16, 2. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines what? Their motives. That's right. James 4, 3. See, we, we look at the outside of things, and, and God looks at the inside. It says, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. See, hear me on this. You can ask for something really good and have the wrong motives for wanting it and be totally out of the will of God. I could be up here asking, God, help me to preach the best sermon of my life, and my motives would be wrong, and I could be fully out of the will of God. You can apply that to your marriage. You can apply that to your dating. You can apply that to your job. You've got to look at the motives because your motives are so vital to understand because at base, we tend to be selfish, and I need people to keep me in check. You need people to keep you in check See, the motives, why I want to end up there matters to God. I don't want to just get real practical here. Let's, let's go back to the car buying or a house purchase. Those are big purchases. They're going to spend a lot of money on usually. You know, when you go buy one, why do you want to buy that car? Why do you want to buy that house? It's an important question to ask because too often we buy stuff we don't even need to impress people we don't even like. Hey, why are you buying it? So think about it. Decide that. What is your motivation? Let me give you another symbol. If you just complimented someone before the service, maybe out in the foyer, could be at work or at home, why did you compliment them? Were you building them up, trying to make them feel better, or were you going, oh, you look nice today? Please? Yeah. Don't we do that all the time? Hey, be honest, we compliment people and we hope we get the promotion. We compliment them and hope that we get a favor. We compliment and hope that they'll compliment us back. And the motives matter. That's wrong. Hey, let's take it a little deeper. Why did you post that picture this week on Instagram? Hmm? Or that other one, or that other one, or that other one, or that other one, or that other one. Some of you posted like 100. And why? Is it to say, wow, look at what God is doing. Look at this wonderful situation. I want to celebrate something good. Or was it, dang, I look good. I want everybody to look at me. Hey, that's a dangerous thing that happens, and the why matters. I want to ask you to memorize a verse with me. This is one that is the text of the series. It drives everything. This is such a simple verse. I could have got up here and just read it and said amen, but, but you and I wouldn't have got it. We, we're all a little hard-headed. we got to go a little bit longer in it. So read this aloud with me, and please, I want you to read it like you absolutely mean it, like, like something important is weighing in the balance if you don't absolutely get behind it, because there is. Let's, let's read it together. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. That right there, amen. If we can live that, we get it. You know, you can live geographically just about anywhere you want in 
That's not the important question. The important is whether you're going to live for the glory of God wherever you are. Hey, comes back to occupation. My, you know, my wife was a, a really good teacher when I met her. She was raving reviews, and her principal loved her. Others around her really spoke so highly of her. She was a good teacher, and we started having kids, and, and she just said, Barry, I, I, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. I want to be there with the kids, and I supported that. And then people would ask her, so, so Marcy, what do you do? And, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. I'm oh, puggy. Yeah, there's so much more to eat. You're not just a stay-at-home. You're up to your neck and, and poop and diapers and laundry and, and raising your children all for the glory of God. You're raising three daughters to, to know what it is to be a godly woman, to go out and be a difference maker and person of morality and impact. So much more than I'm just a stay-at-home mom. I tried it in a few days. I want him back to work to get a break. It was a lot easier. Hey, it's hard work. And so it doesn't say, I'm not saying that everybody ought to be that. I'm saying that I'm thankful that she was calling a, following a higher calling than just trying to make a buck. Please be cautious about what you do. You might say, well, I'm just a student right now. What I'm doing doesn't really matter. Someday, you know what? I'm going to be a missionary. I'm going to go across seas. I'm going to change the world. Oh, really? Not if you don't pass biology right now. If you say, oh, I want to be a great owner. I want to do this. I want to. Well, you, if you're in accounting class right now, you better do it the very best that you can and learn. Because when you're faithful in little, God says he'll give you more. But if you're not faithful with little, you're not going to get more. You're not going to have more responsibility. You're not going to have more to do. He's not going to call you to go out and change the world when, when you can't even tell the truth today. See, what we do today determines our character of tomorrow, and the character or lack thereof becomes a prison or becomes wings that set you free in this world. And so I want to challenge you to stop and be cautious about making sure whatever you do, if you're stocking shelves, stock yourselves to the glory of God. If you're writing a paper, write that paper to the glory of God. Whatever it is you do, do it for the glory of God. See, when you serve Jesus right here, it helps you get to the right there. Too often, we're so focused on, I want to get there. I want to be with them there. I want to have the house there. I want to have the title there. Well, first of all, why do you want to get there? And are you being right here? Because if you're not, you're not going to get there correctly, and you're going to be disqualified when you get there. And so I'm going to challenge you to, to make sure you're right here, and that will help you determine how to get there. Who does God want? me to be? Who does God want you to be? Because that's the only thing that's going to matter someday. Let me listen here on this. You know, I've never been to heaven. I, I wish I could tell you, wow, I got pulled up to heaven. I had this incredible vision. God showed me around. It was great. Uh, I haven't. I look forward to that day. I long for it, in fact. When I get to see and, and experience but you know what I won't be doing in heaven? I, I'm not going to be the one giving the sermon. I'll be sitting down and saying, Jesus, uh, <laughs> I think you got this one. <laughs> and you might not get, but let's just say you're a real estate agent. Don't let your job define you. How many houses do you think you're going to sell in heaven? Uh, God, I know you said I, you give me a mansion, but I really like this one. 
Can I have a bigger and better one, please? And uh, if you're a doctor here, how many people are you going to treat for sickness in heaven? Didn't, don't you remember? It says there's not going to be any sickness. There's not going to be dying. There's not going to be death. There's not going to be disease. See, what we focus on for a lifetime here of making a buck and having a career, and we focus so much on it, is not who we are. Who you are will continue into eternity. And so whatever you're doing here, make sure that you're the right person in the process. I know some of you may have heard about the series and you're excited because you're dealing with a decision and you're not sure, you're like, oh man, I came here to learn what to do. I mean, I wanted to know God's will. Let me land it with this. If you're becoming the right who, God will help you choose the right do. If you're being the right who, God will help work out the right do. Now, see, the who is on the inside. The do is just the surface level outside. Yeah, the scripture tells us in Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. Man, that's good. Hey, he says, Trusting, that's on the inside. Lean not on your own understanding, that's on the inside. And, and whatever you do, make sure that it's all about his will. That's, that's a process here on the inside. And then on what happens, the last part is God will help you to know the right do. You got to put him in the position to be in control if you want the right end result. See, too often we finish the year and we, we're like, how did I get here? It was small decision after small decision after small decision and we're just riding that grocery cart and, and wondering why it turns out the same way over and over. Maybe it's time to not let someone else, not let something else control your destiny, but just let him do that. And so maybe today the right thing you need to do is make sure you're the right who right here. That'd be a wonderful way to start the year. Would you pray with me? God, I ask in the name above all names, the name of Jesus Christ, the one who's come from heaven to earth as your son and died on a cross that I might receive grace that we might be forgiven. I pray in his name that you'd help us to have a new identity that's not based in the fickle stuff of this world but is absolutely in who you say I am, who you say we are. And God, I, I just repent and I say, I'm sorry because I get caught up. Some of the dumbest things we all do, and I want to make decisions. I want to make my life. I want to make it all about who you call me to be. Help me to be your child. Help us to say, here's our life. And Lord, I'm looking forward to this coming year. Because I know that you're faithful. I know that you're good. I know that you'll want the best for us all. 
And so, Lord, in Jesus' name, I ask that you would speak to us, that you would tear down some, some fears, some boundaries, and some, some strongholds over the next 21 days that would, that would set us on a course, that would set us on a bearing where the Holy Spirit is the one that's filling our sails, that, that you would be the one directing our path because we need you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to challenge you to know that there's a good God who cares so much about you. He wants the best for you in this coming year. And so I want to challenge you. Sign up for that 21 days. Give him a chance and just say, here you go, God. I'm willing to commit to praying. I'm willing to commit to listening. And then as a process, guess what you might hear? I believe you will. Stand with me. Let's sing. And let's start this year with our Lord.